If you struggle with sexual obsession or sexual addiction as a result of sexual repression, then this video may be really helpful for you. I am starting to have the greatest sex of my life. <laughs> and it's just turning out to be so much different than I ever thought it would be. Here are the three things that I'm learning in my own relationship to sexuality as I'm healing and undoing a lot of the messages that I internalized growing up about sex. Number one, sex is not dirty or shameful. Walk with me here. I hope it's similar to your experience because if it is, this video will be really helpful. My relationship with sex has been one like this. Don't look, don't touch. Wrong, naughty, bad. Sex has been about one thing, and that is excitement. Ooh, anticipation, excitement. It's been about looking forward to this thing that we were going to do that was wrong, and it was dirty, and we shouldn't do it. That has been sex, which has made sex really difficult in, like, for instance, my situation where I'm in a long-term relationship with somebody. A little over two years now, and sex is no longer this new novel thing that you're doing with somebody. It's your partner, who you live with, and it's something that you guys do because you're horny, question mark? I don't know. Not my relationship with sex. My relationship with sex was always something that you shouldn't do, and the excitement was that you were doing it anyways. But to think about sex like that is to miss out on all of the offerings of sexuality, all of the embodied sensations that you're receiving during a sexual experience from your erogenous zones, from your body, and the way that it feels to interact with someone else's body and watch them respond to their pleasure. That is something that only is able to be fully experienced when the shame is removed. When the sexual experience is not so much about the excitement of having sex, but more so about the mastery of having sex. Sex is not dirty. Sex is not shameful. And sexual energy in your body is something that you don't have to repress. Okay, I just popped back in from editing this video because this part right here is at the core of sexual obsession and addiction. The suppression of a natural sexual energy in your body is the reason for sexual obsession and addiction because you don't allow yourself to feel the very natural arise of arousal in your body because you're sexually repressed. And listen to me, that sexual energy in your body, the arousal that happens when we're turned on, has a satiation point. Those natural desires are satisfiable. But the desires that are a result of our repressed natural needs are not. And that is the horribly exhausting experience of trying to not get enough, but to get more. I can't get no satisfaction. So the first thing that I'm learning is that as a philosophy, as a general rule of thumb, sex, regardless of relationship, sexual orientation, your age, sex within consenting adults 
or even people who are younger than adults but are in the same age group. Sex is a natural function of our bodies. You're here because people had sex. Everybody is here because people had sex. Sex is a natural expression of our desire to connect, to be seen, to feel, to experience pleasure, and to procreate. The second thing, sex is not reenacting. It's expressing. When having sex, sometimes we can get caught up in trying to do it like we think we're supposed to, trying to reenact like we've seen in the music videos or in pornography or the way someone else has said that they had sex and their partner loved it or whatever it is. The most sexy thing you could ever do is express your sexual energy. And however that looks, fucking rocks. (laughs) That rocks. So feel completely encouraged within sex to show up in a way that is not trying to do the move or do the thing you've seen or learned that made other people feel good, but instead is a way that is consciously responding to the needs felt by the person you're engaging with and authentically expressing your needs. Sex is an expression of how you want to be touched, how you want to be spoken to, how you want to be felt that most rewards your sensuality. Having emotional intimacy with somebody means showing up and expressing your needs and having those needs met. Having sexual intimacy with someone means showing up with your needs and having those needs met. I'm starting to think you can't experience sexual intimacy unless you express your personal, specific sexual needs. And in order to do that really well, we have to be tuned in to our body and feel those requests, feel those desires, which again ties into this whole concept of reenacting versus expressing. It requires we get reconnected to our sexual energy instead of reenacting what we've seen. Not asking ourselves, do I look the right way? Am I doing this right? But instead asking yourself, does this feel good? And if it does, then checking in with your partner. Does this feel good? Yes? Awesome. We're having sex. (laughs) Does this feel good? No. Hey, let's try something else. Does this feel good? Yeah, this feels great. Hey, does this feel good? Uh, Not really. Okay, let's try something else. That check-in process is how we encourage sex to be not doing sex, but instead feeling sex and experiencing it together. And the third thing that ties in so wonderfully to this last point we just discussed, the best sex you'll ever have is when it's completely in response to turn on in your body. Sex is something that we feel like is supposed to happen at certain times after a date or when we go home with someone or after we make up after an argument or if we're showering together, sex should happen. But one of the greatest things that I've started to learn that's freed me sexually to be more authentic is to learn that sex happens not in certain situations, but in response to certain feelings in my body. And that the best sex that I can have is when I feel the desire for sex in my body. And then engage with that. 
it's not out of a I should have sex or I'm a man, I should want to have sex right now. Or I'm a woman, I should want to allow my partner to have sex with me. Or vice versa, I'm a man and this person wants sex for me. I should be available for this. Or I'm a woman and this person wants sex for me. Or I should be available for this. Or whatever the gender terminology might be, because I want to make sure you're included in this conversation. <laughs> whatever the norm seems to be around your gender or sexual expression, however you feel others expect you to behave because of the box you fit in, Fuck that box. Fuck that box. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Fuck that box, man. Be you. And don't engage in sex because you should. Engage in sex because it's something you want to do. And if it's not, use your no. I'm not feeling this right now. And a little bonus for you. You can use no during sex. Sex isn't something that has to start and finish. It's intimacy experienced by two people. It's pleasure and touch and sensation and being held and being penetrated and being kissed on and touched on and loved on. That doesn't have a set end. The male orgasm is not the end of sex. The female orgasm is not the end of sex. Mutual orgasm is not the end of sex. The end of sex is when desire in your body, the feeling of wanting to do this, this is something I want to do. When that feeling is left, it's over. That's when you back out. That's when you say, this is really nice. Or you slow down the kissing or you begin to create distance. That is being true to the energy in your body. And you'll find too that when you are willing to walk out of sex, even during sex, when you're not feeling it, then you might even learn when you stop feeling it. And you might go, I like to feel it. I like to feel really turned on during sex. And I don't want to leave during sex, although I will if I don't feel engaged in it, because that's what sex is, two people engaging with each other enthusiastically. If you begin to practice that, you might even find yourself speaking up more on behalf of your needs as a way to continue the sexual experience. If you define sex as two people enthusiastically and consensually engaging in touching and feeling and holding and penetrating and kissing and all of these things, the enthusiastic part is your responsibility. And if you're willing to stop when you're not feeling it anymore, then the game becomes what keeps that feeling going for me? And that's when we begin to show up even more authentically in our sex. Now, this has been a billion light years of progress from the way I was raised. Sex is wrong. You shouldn't do it. Only when you're married. You're not married. Then forget about it. Well, then I can't forget about it. This is a natural part of my body. So this thing that's wrong, I'm going to do it anyways. And then I develop this addictive, obsessive behavior of this thing I shouldn't do. And I'm totally disembodied, this emotion, this feeling of sexuality. I don't even feel my body during sex. I'm just excited to be doing the thing that I shouldn't be doing. From that to this has been a whirlwind of progress. So I want to encourage you. It's possible. The way to do it is to feel your body. Get in touch with your natural sexual energy and begin to express that and reciprocate that. 
and take that energy's advice. If you want to engage in sex, go for it. If you don't want to engage in sex, don't. Trust it. And you'll find yourself reconnecting and rekindling that relationship with your own sexuality. And that's when you'll begin to have the greatest sex you've ever had. <laughs> I hope this video has been helpful. Uh, we touched on some interesting topics today, some that might be a little bit interesting or hard to consider. But I encourage you, just as I have, to consider them and to hopefully allow them to heal you sexually so that you can show up more authentically in your sexual interactions with others. Much love, and I'll see you next time.